Open Lines with Holly and Mark on Open Lines Radio. I'm Holly, and next to me is Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. I liked your opening. Thanks. I'm in a mood. <laughs> oh, are you? I can, mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah. What's gotten you in a mood? I don't know. I had a good day. Oh, so it's a good mood. It's a good mood. Oh, good. Yeah. What about you? I thought maybe it was an impish mood. Impish? Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? (laughs) I'm always a little impish. (laughs) I think. Anyway. What did you do today? What did I do? I uh, did a lot of stuff today, but I ended up down at the ocean for a little while with you. That was nice. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little unexpected detour, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice little walk. Would you like a story? Oh, man, there's nothing I would like more. You want story time? (laughs) Sure. All right. Tonight's story comes from a book that was gifted to me by my deceased grandfather. It's from the uh, Reader's Digest collection. You don't say. Of strange stories and amazing facts. And this little story is about how the uh, famed Dante author of the Divine Comedy had died and passed away and was several months dead and was still kind of gaining notoriety and people were still kind of interested in his works but there were a lot of pieces and pages missing from the Divine Comedy and he had two sons and then after he had been dead for some amount of months the one son uh, Jacopo had a lucid dream of his dad and his father showed him a secret little hidden chamber behind the study in his bedroom and inside under a bunch of dust and a pile of other stuff was the ending of the Divine Comedy. Whoa. So you're going to read us something about it? That's it. Oh, that's That's it. That's the story, Morning Glory. (laughs) I thought you were going to read us No, that's not enough for you? No, that's great. I thought it was the setup. The setup to what? To the story. The dream led him there. I don't know, you have or this... we wouldn't even have the. T- oh my <laughs> you gosh. Have this, you have this book right. in front of you. I thought you were going to read a story from it. Well, I just kind of gave you the highlights. Well, I mean, you great. want me to read it verbatim no, no, from thought, Reader's no, Digest? No, I thought that's. I just thought that's what you were going to do. Well, I'm sorry if you were let down. I'm sorry that the uh, lucid dream of the ghost of Dante finishing the Divine Comedy from beyond the grave wasn't enough for you. I didn't say that wasn't enough. It's great. It's more than enough. Let's talk about our guest. You want to talk about our guest? Yeah. She's going to talk about I don't know dreaming. her very well. I don't, I don't either. That's the thing. I don't know where this is going to go. This is what I like about Open Lines, bringing in new voices. Before we get to our guest, though, I know you hate this part, but we got to tell our friends, Sunday at 9 p.m., the Hobo Safe Camp virtual campfire um, I'll be there. I'll be playing uh, an episode. I think it's the one with um, Angie, back when she used to go as Firekeeper Faye, back when she called herself that, and she was all into oh. fairies and right on things of that nature. So tune in for that. That'll be fun. Monday, the Monday mixtape. I spin all the hits on Monday. He spin all the <laughs> hits. He's spinning it for you, friends. <laughs> and. If uh, we, we, there are a couple of shows we have we're working on with people, they're actually they're in in they're being recorded. I'm just waiting for it's episodes to hit my inbox so Things we can um, 
bring you some more new vo some new voices other than mine and Holly's. But here's a new voice. We're going to talk to our friend here. I don't, you, unless you have something else to add. No. No. Just waiting for you to finish your your programming blurbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, as program I'm director here at Open Lines Radio. Uh, well, I just want to get to the dreams. Well, you're living the dream. It's hard to get to the dream when you're living the dream. All right. This is a, a new friend of ours. I don't really know a whole lot about her. We're going to find out a lot about her, I hope. Um, this is, I hope I say it right, Jans? Yes. Jans. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. I can hear you. Um, doing good, doing good. Um, thank you for having me. Um, just so you know, I'm currently alone with my little 18-month-old daughter, so... If you hear squealing and running around randomly, um, it'll also be part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So you've had some experiences with lucid dreaming. You uh, you commented in one of my posts on Instagram about how you'd had some pretty intense lucid dreams. Uh, yeah, and it was... Um, I actually felt that it was really serendipitous almost that you posted about lucid dreaming just recently because um, one of my lucid dreams that I remember very well um, has just recently started really affecting me. Like the reality of, the reality of it seems to come to light. But um, anyway, what um, before I start going off on that, what do you guys see as lucid dreams? That, that's something I wanted to ask. I mean, lots of people kind of experience it differently. For me, it's anything that, um, I don't know, it is kind of hard to put words to it. it. It's a different kind of feeling in a dream is kind of how I define lucid. What about you, Mark? Like, how do you... It's more of like being aware the that you're dreaming. The memory that you retain And so you're it. able to explore that that sleep, dim that dimension we enter during sleep because you're actually aware you're, you're, you're this this dimension version of you realizes that you're in that dimension. I I'm not very have never really been successful with it. Just like astral projection, I almost I always get right there and never quite achieve it. Interesting. What's it like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no, you you were you were good. You were you were good. Come here, now. Um. Yeah. Well, I just I asked because for the longest time I. Um, I've experienced what is known as vivid dreaming also and excessive dreaming. And for the longest time, I really thought that lucid dreaming kind of um, encompassed all of that. And it was interesting to find out that it did not. So it's just well, so what are the, sit down the for chasing a little. Um, so, I found, so I found out that lucid dreaming is when you become aware that you are dreaming and you're allowed to explore your dreamscape which is an amazing skill that you can accomplish with a lot of work or in some cases like mine, it just happens and sometimes it can just be really exhausting. And vivid dreams, um, vivid dreams are so real that you, they leave behind an emotion. Like have you ever had a dream that you wake up from and like you're angry? Like you have a dream about your significant other cheating on you and you wake up and like, you know it wasn't real, but you can't help but feel that you know what that's that like anger, now. that seeing red for it's logical. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Mark had this dream one time that um, I had cheated on him with Casey Affleck, and he was mad for like three days over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and like, see, and like sometimes you can't even, it's illogical, but you can't stop feeling that anger, and it's just... Part of, it's the crazy part of our bodies and the chemistry that's released, you know, all the chemicals released during our dream states. Um, let's see. And then there is excessive dreaming, which is when a dream is repeated, when you have the same dream over and over again. And sometimes, a lot of the times, these dreams, for some reason, seem to have a prophetic effect on a lot of people. Like, a lot of people have dreams over and over again that either become real or help them realize things about themselves or people around them <clears throat> and those are the three different dream types that I found out but it does it doesn't mean that you have to happen that they happen separately they can definitely happen at the same time this is good information yeah, this is good information. I had a dream last night, just ongoing, ongoing. I was just working all night in my dreams. Do you ever have those where you're just like doing the same repetitive task and you're kind of in and out and like you wake up a little bit and you go right back in and you're still just working? Makes me crazy. I hate that. Yeah. 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 And like, and if you really start, and if you really start studying dreams like this, um, you start realizing a lot about yourself. A lot of times human beings don't seem to have, um, they don't, we don't have time for whatever reason to sit down and really study like, why did I get mad at this situation? Or like, why, why did I just rage at this person for not putting their blinker on? You know, like these are, these are deep feelings. These are, you know, anger that we experience constantly. Confusion with interpersonal communications that we Sometimes, you know, lack of, we lack a communication, quote, um, how would you say, like a key, like you don't notice something immediately, but you feel that you missed a cue, like a body language cue or something, and you think about it and you think about it, but it's in the back of your head, because you have to make lunch, you have to take a shower, you have to worry about work, but then you go to sleep, and that's still in your head. And a lot of these dreams are actually just your brain trying to make sense of reality, of the things that bother you that you just have no time for in the daytime. So it's almost like it backs up for processing. Sorry, I just went off. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And do you personally keep a dream journal or write things down upon waking? Um, I used to, I used to try a lot, but I started to realize that I, I remembered a lot of my dreams. Um, I, I like, how do I explain this? A lot of the dreams that I started having, that I started noticing I needed to remember, I would just remember. And I'm really bad at keeping journals about things like that, like waking up and writing them immediately. Um, but I've been lucky enough to um, remember a lot of them because they're high in emotion and the, the emotion kind of imprints the imagery of a lot of the dreams. Um, and let's see, 
so I spoke about the how your brain is kind of like, yeah, kind of like a computer processing information that it didn't have time to process. Um, but while it was working hard on, you know, five million other applications. Um, but then there are dreams. And I feel a little bit, a little silly saying this just because I believe in a lot of science. Um, I believe in magic is science and science is magic and science explains um, it explains the code of nature, if you will. If you look at everything like a computer code, science basically tells you how it clicks, how it ticks, how, how my breath makes your breath um, work in a different manner. And um, so there's this connectivity that I want to, that, uh, that I want to believe in when it comes to dreams that are powerful, that are shared. Um, I don't know, have you, have you guys ever heard of anyone who's had a shared dream or like a multitude of people who can, who can say that they have had a similar dream experience with each other? No, I mean, not personally. I've heard, you know, just of the phenomena, but I don't have any personal um, firsthand account of it or, or anybody that I know that's experienced it. Have, have you had a group? dream that's amazing uh, yeah um so and so I didn't um at first I thought I found it very odd you know I, it just it, it feels unreal at first that you share a dream with someone sometimes you know the first the first time it happened I was like oh well, that's a coincidence maybe it was because of a movie we watched or something subconscious but it happened more than once and suddenly I started to realize that there that there must be more there must be more like uh, science always explains more than we understand and that's what we're always trying to do research for so there must be something we're not touching about this dreamscape because I somehow touched on other people's dreams. I somehow shared nightmares of car accidents or or thought of something while I'm awake and something in there and someone in their sleep next to me said the word of the thought I had. And these are things that have happened more than once. And it's and um and you know, this is just anecdotal. And I'd like to think it's coincidental, maybe, but another part of me thinks it's something more. There's there's this connectivity when it comes to the subconscious realm and how we communicate outside of verbally and body language wise. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and um, so as an example, I'm sorry. Oh, we were just saying um, that we So agree. as an example, <laughs> I just want to, uh, I guess I want to <laughs> um, I want, I guess I want to share the dream I had that, really made this, um, seeing that you guys were talking about lucid dreams, really made me interested in sharing in the conversation. Um, let's see, since the year, I think, I want to say 2002, um, I don't know, it's been so long. I kept having this dream about the year 2017, and I kept having this dream about children in cages, and in my dream, like there was just like the government was putting children in cages and my job was to try and find them and get them out. And in some dreams I was a child running 
in some dreams I was a child already within um, a multitude of uh, like it was like a cage city and in other dreams I was looking for specific children to get them out and to save them and within these dreams there were also parts of uh, of what seemed to be a cavalry um, being led by a woman with short hair there seemed to be um, the conversation had with a high politician seemed like maybe a president, maybe a um, prime minister, someone in a high office. And it seemed to be, there seemed to be some sort of um, um, a ship, a spaceship outside, hovering outside of the office. And these are images that would repeat in my dreams for many years. And there was one time that I shared them in a forum of, I was very young and I shared them with in a forum of other young people and some some people did did say that they had similar dreams that they had experienced similar similar dreams but I cannot say for for what they were truly experiencing it was interesting to me that people came up to the you know where read my my dreams and were like hey I've had a similar experience um, and these dreams were so powerful and they went on for so long that I tried to share them with other people, with other, um, what, what is known as empaths, um, as people who, who, who are trying to connect with the other, with that unknown, the feeling of reality, the feeling of existence, that they're trying to connect with that by just trying to leave behind all of this material stuff and just concentrate on that. And I just felt wanting and I just felt like not like maybe like I was crazy. You know, at some point I was like, well, maybe this is just a dream. Maybe I need to study myself to find the answer for this dream. And then in 2017, I became pregnant after I was told that I would never become pregnant. I was told by doctors after surgeries and um, <clears throat> medical condition that I was never going to have a child. And then in 2017, I conceived. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe that's what the year 2017 meant. Maybe that's what the children in cages meant. And then I was worried. I was concerned about my child because, you know, the year 2017 and then children in cages. And I had experienced this powerful anxiety about it afterwards. Because here we are, the year has come and something is happening. And I felt so irresponsible because for so many years I had that dream and I felt like something in me telling me, you need to be prepared, you need to be ready. And I, but I didn't know, what did I need to be ready for? I was dealing with all this other stuff already, with life, you know? I don't have time to pay attention to my dreams. What are they trying to tell me? The same stuff I don't have time to pay attention to in the daytime. The same exact things. I just, and then the year 2018 hit, and here we are with children in cages, you know? Yes. yes. At least here in, you know, the U.S. Yeah. It's so awful. And, and oh. it just it hit me. It, it, yeah. So, and I don't know what, what I was supposed to do with that information, and I was just listening to the pot to your last podcast you did with um oh my god sam samantha i want to say um she had the out of body experiences and i remember her saying and sharing with everyone that not everything you experience 
you experience to do something about it. And, and that hit me because I've been having these dreams and suddenly these dreams have come to light and I've been dying trying to find who I'm supposed to talk to. Like, who, what am I supposed to do? Like, this is, this is beyond any other prophetic tiny dreams I've had, beyond any knowledge of, like, you know, your dreams are telling you things about your trauma or about, you know, deep-seated feelings inside that you don't want to explore. This is beyond that. Who do I talk to? And maybe the answer is that I just needed to share that this, this does happen. Maybe there isn't anything I can do other than becoming aware of the situation that whatever, whatever cry in the ethereal is echoing through time somehow. And maybe that's just something we all have to know. Yeah. And maybe to be prepared, we can start now. Yeah, that's amazing that you like you heard it. I love that that you heard this cry and then you you weren't quite sure how to help, but you're sharing it. So that is helping and awareness is helping. And anything you can do to elevate and and be present with the truth of the, the horrible reality of some of the things that are going on. I mean, I think that's definitely empathic work in its in its entirety and its Right, and while there might not, it might not feel like there's something we can do about it, even like when you talk about the children in cages, and it, we feel so helpless and hopeless, like there's nothing we can do that, like this is happening in our country, and there's nothing we can do about it. But actually, being aware and even just like the way you carry yourself with that awareness does do something. It does change. Yeah. And change the opportunity the might yet present itself for you to enact on a grander scale and maybe it's, it just hasn't happened yet. Right. You don't have to actively seek it. You just know you'll, just you'll recognize it when it be happens. Prepared. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah, and that's oh well <clears throat> and that's something that I began to explore after this after because you know, now it's been weeks since it came to light. Um, maybe months even, I don't know, I've tried to, dis I've, I've sadly and unfortunately tried to disconnect with the information that's been shared with us about it, sure. because it's so, it's rough, it's so much, but, um, but in that time, I have learned that there is so much I don't know about activism, there is so much I don't know about the laws, the human rights, about what, um, about what many people go through that I don't personally experience, um, what I lack in knowledge culturally, politically, um, and humanely, you know, because I, human beings kind of have a responsibility to this earth, in my personal opinion. We're, for some reason, we've been given this ability to learn quicker and to have a sentience that we can act upon and have, and have a domino effect type of change with the rest of our reality. And that's a big responsibility that's a bigger responsibility than most other creatures hold, at least the creatures that we can physically interact with and know of. And I don't know, I guess a lot of people are, it's, it feels, it's heavy and it feels a lot easier to just shut that part of the responsibility down and concentrate on what will keep us fed and clothed and sheltered. But I think, I think this is, it is time to have the conversation about, well, we need to make time to be informed. We need to make time to know more. We need to make time to progress as spirits, as souls, as as members of reality. 
And it's sad that it has to happen in this way every single time in history. Whenever we need, we need to tell ourselves, oh, we weren't, we weren't okay. Like that was all right, but we can get to higher planes. We can get to a higher existence with each other. And there's always pain that comes with that. And, and this is it. This is when we have to open up about these conversations. And I think, and I think our dreams, you know, our subconscious, when, even when we don't want to talk about it out loud, I think it's still going to come at us. We cannot hide from the fact that we live here together and we have a responsibility to reality to exist with each other in, I don't know, some sort of harmonious way within the chaos. <laughs> yeah, I like where you're going with that. And I, I like that, you know, even our dream work should be focused towards the collective higher you know incarnation of everything and i kind of want to ask you have you tried um and maybe you have i'm just i'm just curious have you tried to kind of intentionally dream and ask for more information or more direction in in like what it could be getting at or or what it could be steering you towards So, um, I don't know how much time we have, but I'll, I'll try and, and be very quick with my, my, um, my little experiences quick. with we that. Have all we have um, the first time. as much time as you need. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll try to be interesting then. Um, <laughs> so, when I first started realizing, <laughs> when I first started realizing that what I was experiencing or lucid dreams, vivid dreams, and excessive dreams, I, I started reading that a lot of people are, are try for this experience. Say they take herbs, they take medication, they meditate. Um, and I was, for some, lucky, and for myself, sometimes unlucky enough to just wake up within a dream. So I told myself, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I kind of lie down, and I close my eyes, and I just... I kind of like chanted to myself in my head about what I wanted to see in my dream. And I told myself I wanted to see a white room. That sounded really easy. Like a white room is really easy to imagine. And so I kind of just thought about a white room until I was in it. And it was a really odd experience at first. I mean, I had been awake in dreams before and it felt like a jarring experience suddenly waking up in a dream. But it felt even... It, you could remember that feeling all of a sudden. It wasn't really jarring. It was just, it was ethereal. It was, it was, it was a thought, but you were within it. And I started imagining, okay, well, I want a light switch, and I want a window and a door, and I and things began to happen, and it was very interesting to me. And I, I explored the room. I didn't want to go too far. I was very I was very nervous about what could happen. Um, and I don't think I did much else after that. I kind of just I remember looking out the window, and I had created a, a it was an apartment with a skyscraper. And I remember looking down, and I remember creating flying cars and it was very amazing and then I just kind of let myself drift off and sleep and I tried the exercise one more time just to 
make sure that I hadn't made it all up in my head. But I mean, not funny because I, I had, and that's the funny part. <laughs> but it's all there. <laughs> it's all there. But um, you know, and then, and and then I had, I had a different connection with my dreams. But like, I didn't. It was fun for me when I started exploring all this. It wasn't. I wasn't yet really quote-unquote woke or you know however they call it nowadays I wasn't really like I was really interested in and in the world and how it works and humanitarian humanitarianism anthropology but I was it was just fun I didn't consider it something to teach me anything yet and so my brain created these interesting cityscapes that I would continue to visit afterwards. It was, I, there was an entire world that sometimes I just wake up in a store and I'd walk out of and it would be the same mall that existed within my head. And my brain just started building upon this world and creating stories within it. And, um, and actually I, I emailed a doctor once about it back in 2005 because I was very stressed in art school and I started having one dream over and over again that made no sense it was really i think my brain's just trying to rest from the the struggles of moving somewhere new um and the and the doctor had and the doctor who was a a sleep sleep psychology doctor had uh sent me an email back and had suggested that he he buy me a ticket and fly me to washington to do studies I was 19 and just newly moved to the United States and I was not about to get on an airplane <laughs> to let a doctor study me. <laughs> now, now that I'm older, I really can, I really wish I would have considered it heavier and like spoken to some people and maybe done it of course. But you know, I was young and I, I came from a place where um, Hollywood told me that America was full of serial killers. So I really didn't want to, uh, you know, try that out (laughs) yeah i can understand why you might have been a little wary uh to take a doctor's plane ticket (laughs) to let him into your dream world i can totally understand why you might have been just a little nervous but it would have been interesting to have the data now (laughs) yeah i mean there is a lot of luckily there is a lot of data and a lot of the data um says it's um that a lot of dreams are caused by stress and by um, just the inability to sleep. Like there are hallucinations sometimes. When we have issues sleeping, we should start hallucinating. And it happens the heaviest in your REM, REM cycles. Have your dreams changed but, um, at all so, yeah. since you become a mother? I, um, they have, they've, I have, I've had less dreams now. At first, during the first year I had, I had dreams a lot. I dreamt a lot about losing her. The, and these, and these are dreams that they talk about a lot with postpartum. Um, I was experiencing postpartum anxiety. They talk a lot about postpartum depression, but a lot of people don't talk about postpartum anxiety. And it's just this heightened anxiety, this worry that you're going to lose your child and it doesn't let you sleep and it doesn't let you stop thinking or worrying about your child. And 
So I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. I was sleeping maybe, you know, an hour to here, which even without postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, a lot of parents experience this as when they have a, a child for the first time or for the second or third even, you know, children require a lot of attention. <laughs> and, um, and I had a lot of dreams about losing her and about forgetting her in places. I was very hyper aware of, of the fact that like this was very new to me and I was I was always afraid that I would wake up and she wasn't there. But once um you know the months passed by and the dreams ebbed and stopped and now I really barely have any dreams. A lot of it has to do I'm sure with um I'm I'm not I don't I haven't had the the time to really introspect a lot. I, you know, I take care of her. Yeah, raising I, I'm, I'm a mother takes a now, and my and my concerns. <laughs> and yeah, and it's a lot of a lot of my concerns have to do with like child development and how you know what is the proper nutrition of a human being when they're at what stage and. Am I supposed to be teaching her numbers or colors right now? And it's a lot of when a lot of what you think about changes during the day, it'll affect, of course, your dream states. And if you're, um, if like, and if you're getting good sleep, then you will less you will uh, it'll be less likely that you have lucid dreams and vivid dreams because your your body is actually working. Properly, it's trying to actually get sleep. It's trying to heal from the day. Right, right. You're not. You're you're at, you're at a point in your life where your 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 body's not concerned with dreaming so much as it is is just resting Living. and recuperating. <laughs> and that's where the energy's going. Yeah, and like, and because. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a we have an ability. Human beings have a real ability to like control what we do and how we think and what how our mindset changes. Mindfulness is um, is part of that. Becoming mindful of of how you act, of how you talk to people, of how you want to act, and how you want to talk to people. These things will change uh, how your brain processes information and how it regurgitates information and how it. You know, and how you have interpersonal um, relationships with other people. So, um, the more, I'm sorry, I lost track of my of my thought process. That's all right. It's been a lot. <laughs> I, like I said, I, yeah. I, we don't. I don't really. Um, we don't really know you that well, but it seems like in just. The little, the little bit that I get to get to peek into your life at random times when Instagram puts your pictures in my timeline. <laughs> it seems like you're going through a lot um, in your life right now. I don't really want to. We don't need to get into that, but it also seems like you're handling it really well. Um, do you like? And maybe you're not. And maybe <laughs> maybe just you're you're doing well on social media, making it look like you are. But like, do you have any? Um, strategies that you use to just to kind of cope and stay kind of above the shit when the shit's hitting the fan, I guess? 
Uh, yeah. Um, oh man, I work. I work really hard at trying to keep firm in in a healthy mindset, and um, it. Um, I try to be really honest on my social media, actually. So and and it'll show that I have a lot of ups and downs. Um, I deal with a lot of uh, of manic um, moods. And I don't know if if you under if you know anything about mania, but mania can come in variety. Like it's just it's moods mood shifts. So I can be really happy, like euphoric one moment, and the next moment I can be really really down. And it's something that has just been happening for a really long time. It's part of of having um, a bipolar diso- disorder among other mental illnesses that stem from trauma. Um, I don't know, possible brain chemistry differentials. Um, I don't like to say abnormalities. A lot of people are unique. Like, we are all unique, really. So we are all just trying to figure out how to best cope with the reality we've been handed and we've that the majority has decided to live. So um, I just, I, I try to remind myself about um, the beauty in chaos I like to remind myself that, like, that human beings, we are all a type of <laughs> a psychotic species, you know, when you really think about our survivalism, our, how we hunt, how we communicate with each other, how we think. I like to, I re- like to put things into perspective, like into real perspective of, hey, don't let fairy tales dictate your reality. Remember that every fairy tale and every story is just trying to teach you. It's trying to teach you a lesson. It's not, it's, you know, not every dragon is real. Not every dragon has to be fought. Sometimes, sometimes the lesson is that you don't fight the dragon. <laughs> and I know that's a pretty vague metaphor, but, you know, the dragon is supposed to be a thought or a negative feeling or a person that's approaching your space mental or emotional that you don't enjoy. And there's a lot of time and we have, you know, emotions come and go is one of the things I've learned from experiencing mania. We all like, it's just nothing lasts forever. And as depressing as that sounds, it's actually, it can be, it can come from a good place. Because everything evolves, there's always progress, there's always change, nothing is static. Even, even erosion destroys the stone eventually, or changes its shape, because nothing dies. Energy is always alive. Whatever happens to our physical bodies afterwards, our sentience may still be there. Whatever makes us share reality will forever be there. And you know, and there's and there's like there's beauty to to experiencing reality. There's beauty to knowing that there's just a different way of life for everything and everyone. You know. Yeah. I I, I hope that's a, that's a little helpful. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's it's. I love that. Yeah. That that's so beautiful. And I think a lot of empaths are prone to um, various manic discourses and other forms that mania pops up creatively and so yeah I mean it's it's one of the connectors that that brings us all together too and I just 
oh, I just got tingles. We're a lot alike. I kind of, I kind of love the beauty and chaos too, and and, and see that kind of silver lining that hey, nothing's, nothing's gonna stay this way. And yeah, you can be bummed or you can hey, nothing's gonna stay this way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're we can share that and we can be kindred spirits about this because it's. It's it's how I it's how I stay above water. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I I really dig your vibe. Thank you so much for sharing your empath tips and your dream stories and just such an an intimate portrait of your beautiful self that's doing work in the dream realms and keeping your and head above water realm. and the physical realms and I'm going to have to listen to this one like 3 times oh, to I take know it I've got in. chills like all over. <laughs> 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 thank you thank you so much thank, thanks so much for joining us um it's, this has been so cool i'm glad i'm glad that you did i'm glad that uh we randomly reached out to each other i love it and please come back and share more uh yeah any any progressions or any i mean please let's hear from you again Oh, please. Thank you. I would love that. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, I am excited to come back and discuss other wonderful things of reality. <laughs> yeah. We, it, it doesn't have to just be updates. We can talk about anything because I know I, we, you and I have had a discussion about God before, but that's going to be on another night. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh, how interesting. I was, oh, oh, my goodness. I was definitely writing about that, too. So funny you brought that up. I have a whole page that I wanted to talk to. Okay, next time. Okay. Next time. Right, save it. Save it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm still I'm still working on that one, too. I, I kind of came with some, some cheeky... Some cheeky energy uh, at God? Responses, but... <laughs> Yeah, I've been thinking about it ever since. So, I got yeah. We're gonna have to trade some notes because I have I have some notes and I wanted to do a little bit more research. But like, I really love that where that conversation was going, and I would love to have a deeper conversation and maybe more broad about it for sure. Yes. All right. We'll do that next time. It's but, getting but, its own episode. <laughs> it's done. I'm writing it down right now. All right. Thanks so much, <laughs> and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Thank right. you. That was so cool. Oh you know what? Oh my gosh. Um, it just gets better every time. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I get beside myself all <laughs> giddy after open I know lines. the people that come through and at the last second. And I'm so grateful that now like these people are that I know kind of know them now at least even on a on a periphery that I can be like, "Oh my gosh." You know she I was know she was talking people. about the the fairy tale thing and that I can't, she wasn't going to let fa fairy tales dictate her dictate reality. Dictate her reality. And I just started thinking, it's like, everybody talks about the fairy tale ending, but it's the fairy tale ending. Like, the actual fairy tale is usually pretty trauma-based <laughs> trauma and gruesome yes. and, and full of violence. Yes. And then it's, end. it's the and end. And projection and all kinds of roles being pushed on you. Yeah, screw the fairy tale. But, but why do you want to get to the end anyway? Like, the end's the end. Or is no, it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You got anything else I, on this I just fine, thought beautiful night? She's just fantastic. I just think that was really great. She was. All right. Well, I will be back here on Sunday night at 9 p.m. for the Hobo Safe Camp virtual campfire. Um, and we're open to more dream stories if you're listening and you've got. Yes, it. Like, please. I mean, we're kind of off topic lately. 
Yeah, what, and we're, it's loosely based. We're open to anything. You want to talk? Send us a direct message on Instagram at Art Bell is Dead, and come add your voice to the collective vibration. Did you like that? Right Came on. up with that right on the fly. Fantastic. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>